the Gritty Growing Up podcast. Because mental health conversations don't have to be uncomfortable and argumentative. Gritty Growing Up is about challenging the perceptions of childhood and recognising that whilst it isn't what it used to be, we can still make it positive. Join us as we share conversations, knowledge and strategies to help your family connect and move forward together. And welcome back to Gritty Growing Up. Now this week, we're going to have a look at self-esteem. Now self-esteem is a word that we throw around so frequently, but do we really recognise the impact that it has on a child's life? Do we see the impact of self-esteem on their lives, on their achievements, on their ability to put themselves out there? Or maybe you've started to look at your child in comparison to their peers and begun to worry about the way that they feel about themselves. Self-esteem is all about the value that we place on our own worth. It's the opinion we have of ourselves, the way we view our worth in the world, our value, and it can be positive or negative. And the level of our self-esteem impacts the way that we see the world, what we can achieve in it, and our ability to put ourselves out there and to be able to cope if we are criticised, if we are rejected, if things don't go our way. Now, we know that self-esteem and resilience directly relate to mental health. So what I want you to do is think about your child's self-esteem and how high their levels of self-esteem might be. Is it positive? Is it negative? Now, many years ago, someone told me a story about a bucket of self-esteem, and it goes something like this. When we're first born, every child is born with a bucket. And for the first years on this earth, everything they do is reaped with praise, which enters that bucket. When they learn to crawl, we encourage and thrill at their achievements. Every step they take, they're told how clever they are. As they learn to feed themselves, we cheer at their skill. Their first words mesmerise us. Their first drawings we pin to the fridge and celebrate. Their first written words are received with adulation. Sports days, new skills, talents, each basked in praise and added to our buckets. But then we get older. And the praise is slowly sandwiched with critical feedback. Make your writing neater, read more, work quieter, sit stiller, be more focused, get better grades, target grades, achievement grades, predicted grades, day after day of receipt of feedback that we could do better. And with each day, a piece of self-esteem from our bucket is removed. And depending on how much our self-esteem bucket is protected, with activities, connections and relationships that leave us feeling good about ourselves, depends on how much self-esteem remains in our bucket when the world is finished with us. So we have to ask ourselves, how much is left in my bucket? How much is in my child's bucket? Now, what does positive self-esteem look like? It can look like being able to recognise our strengths and recognise our achievements, feeling positive about life and the opportunities around us. It can look like taking chances and opportunities and seeking out things that we enjoy. Caring about our appearance and our health, being honest about ourselves, being able to stand back and see our strengths and our weaknesses. Being able to spend time alone in our own company, in comfort. Our ability to say no and have healthy boundaries. Being excited about new opportunities. Talking about our successes, being comfortable to talk about our success. Having realistic expectations of ourselves. Being able to bounce back from adversity and learn lessons from it. Being authentic and taking responsibility for our actions. Whereas on the other hand, negative self-esteem can look like talking about ourselves badly criticising ourselves and our abilities, seeing ourselves as less able than our friends, families or peers, finding it hard to express our feelings and thoughts, feeling unable to say no, 
feeling unable to rise to challenges, perhaps not even trying, feeling incompetent or apologising for our existence, constantly saying sorry, avoiding things because we believe that we will fail so it's better not to try at all, overthinking and always seeing the worst case scenarios, hiding from others, hiding from the world, hiding from opportunities, perhaps having difficulty to make choices, having anxiety or high levels of stress, And maybe struggling to just involve ourselves and engage with others because we worry that we won't be accepted. Now, self-esteem is something that appears from the start of our lives. It's something that children are raised with. It's something that we're constantly contributing to. As an adult, perhaps think about the last piece of positive feedback that you perhaps received and then think about the last piece of negative feedback. And then think about social media and the impact that that has, whether we get likes and comments on our posts, whether people engage with us, whether we have something good to share, or do you stand back and think, my life doesn't compare to this? Now, self-esteem can be impacted by our personality types. For instance, high achievers can often set very high targets and constantly feel like they're not good enough. It can come from hearing negative messages about ourselves from family or friends or from school teachers telling us that we need to do better. It might be from persistence criticism. It might be from being part of activities that we're just never quite good enough at. The messages that we surround ourselves from, from social media, television, friends, family, and all of the engagements we have throughout life will impact our self-esteem. And depending on the level of resilience we have depends on how able we are to bounce back from them. So some of the things that we can consider as parents, as professionals, as those working with young people, is to consider the language that we use. If we look at the last 24 hours, how often have we given positive feedback? How often have we actually acknowledged the effort that's been put in? It doesn't have to be about the achievement. It's about what is the effort that's been put in and has that been acknowledged? I want to consider the positive feedback that we give and the way that we use that to support a young person to raise their self-esteem and to develop a go-getting attitude. I want you to notice about how young people talk about themselves. Do they talk about their skills, hobbies and achievements with positive attitudes and optimism? And could we help them to reframe it? If they're worried that they've not done well enough, could you encourage them to look at what parts were really good so that they can use that to then start focusing on what they might like to develop further? We can model it. How positively do you talk about yourselves? Are you able to recognise your own achievements, the things that you've done well? Do you recognise your efforts in society, in your household, in your workplace? And model that, that positive language, that constructive language to young people. We can encourage children's strengths, thinking about how we can boost their confidence and self-esteem and how we might encourage them to want to have more determination and motivation. If there's something they'd really like to be good at, how could we encourage that? How could we support it so that they can develop those skills? We don't need to do it for them. We just need to support and provide a safe space for them to develop that themselves. How can we help young people connect? So much of our self-esteem comes from having healthy, positive relationships. So if we're hiding behind screens, hiding at home and not interacting with others, we can see a direct correlation to our self-esteem levels. So how can you encourage young people to have positive time together with ourselves, with their friends, with family members? How well do we interact and engage? Do we have positive time together doing fun, relaxing things where we can laugh and enjoy time? 
do you ever tell them what you admire about them, what you think is really, really good? Give them time to talk about how they feel and validate it as true. If they say they feel they're not good enough, don't tell them that's not true. Actually listen to what they're saying and then look at how you could solve the problem together. And teach them to say no. So many children with low self-esteem can feel that they need to say yes to everyone to feel part of something and that they need to feel accepted. However, when we're constantly saying yes to everyone else and no to ourselves, our self-esteem can actually become lower. So how can we encourage children to say no and feel that that can be respected? That can start in our own households. If a child says no, they don't want to do something, no, they don't want to be tickled, no, they don't want to be part of an activity or no, they don't feel comfortable, that we respect that and support them to feel safe and comfortable within it. Self-esteem is a lifelong commitment. It's something that we need to continually work on. That's something that we need to support young people to develop. So maybe think today how you could put something positive in your child's bucket of self-esteem and maybe also in your own. We'll be back soon with more Gritty Growing Up. Have a great week and we'll see you then. Bye. Stay safe, keep open-minded and we'll look forward to sharing more gritty moments with you next time. If you want to up your knowledge in the meantime, head over to www.dandeliontraininganddevelopment.com. 